Yes, I'm back. This time I'm delivering you series four of Honestly Cat with me, your host, Cat Raincock. It's been a while while I took some time to heal my health and nourish my soul, but I'm here to give you some straight talking, honest advice, mostly based on my journey so far as a woman, mother and girl next door just like you, but also to share with you the findings, research and juicy details about what I pick up along the way as a therapist and avid reader of all things brain, body, mind and soul. Oh, and of course the universe. It's my mission to help women physically and emotionally while spreading my light in all dark areas that I can. In this series, I'm going to be giving you a little bit more of me. Yep, you heard me, more of my dulcet tones. These current times in society are unnerving and uncertain, and I'm here to dissolve your fears, calm your nerves, and maybe even make you laugh a little, or at the very least, get you to crack a smile. Don't forget, if you haven't read my debut book, Born to Shine, The Modern Woman's Guide to a Happier Life, it's available from Amazon right now. Next up, Series 4, so sit tight, here it comes. As Desmond Tutu once said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. There is no doubt that these times are curious and presenting us with a whole host of emotions. Our generation has never seen something like this, and the not knowing when it will end does invariably bring with it some anxiety. But in these times we must draw on every resource we have. For me personally, it has brought up a lot of unresolved fear from childhood, which has forced me to use all my meditation resources and tools to manage and navigate it. And I encourage you to do the same. I use inner child work to connect with that scared and frightened part of me and invoke my adult functional self to talk to her about her feelings and to reassure her all will be well. She is safe and loved. What part of you is scared or anxious? Do you need to connect with that part of you to allay her fears? How about encouraging that little girl in you to see the adventure in this moment? Our bodies do not know the difference between fear and excitement. The body responds in the same way, a raised heart rate, sweaty palms and such like. It's the language we use to dialogue with ourselves that makes it about fear or excitement, such as, I'm so scared I can't bear this feeling, as opposed to, I might not know what's happening, but it's all a big adventure. I've been using guided meditations to calm and restore my nervous system. Once our systems go into a fight or flight or freeze, it has a tendency to stay there until we actively take the notch down. Essential oils, meditation, yoga, all actively calm our systems at times of stress. At the moment, I check in with those that I respect and aspire to, such as Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Joe Dispenza, and I take note on how they're managing their mindset and what advice they have that helps me. I seek out those that will assist me and grow me in this time, as opposed to seeking out fear-mongering stories which do not help my mental health. I certainly found that out. This is the time to go within, to meditate, to connect with yourself, your higher self, and really get to know her, to see above the noise, the fear, to connect with your light. This is time to beam, to show your strength, to show your vulnerability, 
to be compassionate, to be empathic, to drop judgment, and to find your inner resolve and lead. These times bring out the best and at times worst in people. You have seen the footage of the Italians singing from their balconies, playing instruments and doing balcony aerobics. You see, we are adaptable. We can make seemingly unpleasant situations better. Be that person that sees the light, not the dark. Focus on the good stories. Focus on the positives. Focus on the light. There are nuggets of gold to find in this peculiar time, and here are some. There are less planes flying in the sky, which means less impact on the planet. There's less pollution from all the factories being shut down in China. The water in the canals in Venice is running clear. What other waters might run clear now that we aren't polluting them? We are being forced to learn that we don't need all those things and that shelter, some food and connection is the most important thing. It is forcing us to go within and to connect through other means. And there are good stories which don't get much attention, but are worth noting. People are recovering. The numbers and focus is just not turned in that direction. I read about a woman of 103 who recovered last week. As cases of the new coronavirus continue to climb globally, so have instances of recovery. And a tracker maintained by John Hopkins University reported that more than 50,000 people have recovered. Of the 94,000 total cases reported as of Wednesday afternoon, more than 51,000 people have recovered, the vast majority of whom are in China where the virus originated. New cases in South Korea appear to be declining. And on Friday, the Korea Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention reported more recoveries than new cases. Look at the facts. Yes, the numbers are growing, But compare this to the deaths that were happening due to obesity, heart disease and cancer. They are significantly more. 24,600 die every day for an unnecessary starvation. But this isn't reported or shared. The point is, death has been happening around us, but it's been accepted and ignored rather than sensationalised by the media, just like the coronavirus is. This isn't right and it certainly puts things into perspective about the numbers. Not just this, but never before have you needed to gain a healthy perspective on the world's situation and see things for what they are with perspective. Nobel laureate Michael Levitt, a biophysicist who teaches structural biology at Stanford University and spends much of his time in Tel Aviv, unexpectedly became a household name in China, offering the public reassurance during the peak of the country's coronavirus outbreak. Levitt did not discover a treatment or a cure, just did what he does best. He crunched the numbers. The statistics led him to the conclusion that contrary to the grim forecast being branded about, the spread of the virus will come to a halt. This may change the face of how we have lived to date, but we needed to change. Not necessarily in this way and no one wishes for a virus to explode across a planet, but it was time for an upheaval. Humans were destroying the planet and carelessly travelling and exploiting places, buying and consuming beyond their means. This moment is making us take stock. There is hope and we must take hold of that. 
There is a lot to be said about our collective consciousness. After all, it's what's got us here and is what can get us out. If we all collectively raise our vibration, this will pass and life will resume, albeit not as we know it now. What we have seen is a collective move to change, and this shows what man can do when they put their mind to it, and one hopes that lessons will be taken in healing the earth. This will be a much-needed respite for the planet, but hopefully we can find more manageable ways to heal her that allows people to live healthy, happy lives alongside Mother Earth. Yes, lockdown may be on in your country, not yet here in the UK, weirdly, but find solace in these beautiful words by Richard Hendrick. Lockdown. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes but blue and clear. They say that in Italy people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those that are alone may hear the sounds of families around them. They say that in the west of Ireland a young woman is spreading flyers with her number through the neighbourhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting and looking at their neighbourhood in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to the reality of how big we really are, to our interconnectedness and to how little control we really have. Waking up to what really matters, to the power of prayer, meditation, kindness, caring and love. So we pray and remember that while there is fear, There does not have to be hate. Yet there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not need to be disease of the soul. And yes, there is pain, suffering and death, but there can always be a rebirth of community, peace, harmony and love. Wake to the choices you make as to how to live today and now. Breathe, listen, pay attention. The birds are singing, the sky is clearing, and love always encompasses us. Open the windows of your soul, and though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing and give thanks for your life and all you have. We'll never know the truth about where or how this whole coronavirus originated. I've read a lot of reports and theories, and I still am no nearer to being clear. Either way, I can't control the situation, and nor would I try. But you can make small steps to control your little world, to calm your racing mind, to rest your fast-beating heart, and slow down, and take this time to learn something. There is always a gift in an uncomfortable situation. Humans are very adaptable, and we've been here before. Only in 1918 it is estimated that about 500 million people or one third of the world's population became infected with a virus. The number of deaths was estimated to be at least 50 million worldwide, with about 675,000 occurring in the United States alone. Imagine if this had been reported with the resources that we have today with the internet. Humanity will survive. There may be tricky and sad times ahead, but we will be okay. 
I recently read this comforting message from the Council of 13 Indigenous Grandmothers. As you move through these changing times, be easy on yourself and be easy on one another. You are at the beginning of something new. You are learning a new way of being. You will find that you are working less in the yang modes that you are used to. You will stop working so hard at getting from point A to point B the way that you have in the past, but instead will spend more time experiencing yourself in the whole and your place in it. Instead of travelling to a goal out there, you will voyage deeper into yourself. Your mother's grandmother knew how to do this. Your ancestors from long ago knew how to do this. They knew the power of the feminine principle. And because you carry their DNA in your body, this wisdom and this way of being is within you. Call on it. Call it up. Invite your ancestors in. As the yang-based habits and the decaying institutions on our planet begin to crumble, look up. A breeze is stirring. Feel the sun on your wings. What beautiful words of comfort. You see every moment of light and dark. There is a miracle. Collectively, let's find that miracle.